Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Strictly Business, a new podcast from the most authoritative brand in media and entertainment news, Variety. I'm the co-editor-in-chief at Variety, Andrew Wallenstein, and in just a minute, you're going to hear me interview the very special guest of this podcast premiere, Kevin Hart. It was recorded on stage March 21st at Variety's annual event, Massive, the Entertainment Marketing Summit. But first, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about what you can expect from Strictly Business. The title says it all, really. This podcast is squarely focused on the biz part of showbiz. Variety journalists, including myself and our managing editor of television, Cynthia Littleton, will sit down with top decision makers from TV, film, digital, and other areas of the media world for interviews that give insights into how they conduct their businesses and how they see the trends shaping the industry at large. Now, you might be asking yourself, sounds great, Wallenstein, but why on earth does a comedian like Kevin Hart belong on a podcast like this? He's just talent. But that's where you're wrong. In addition to being a box office sensation, he's quietly built out a growing range of businesses in Hollywood. And as you're about to hear, Hart aspires to be a bona fide media mogul. So, thanks for checking out this first episode of Strictly Business, and make sure you subscribe to this podcast after you're done listening to Kevin Hart. Thanks for coming over, Kevin. Really appreciate it. Oh, no Take problem. I'm out of busy schedule. No problem. I like how you just hop right into it. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> very, now, very intimate room. I like it. Good, good. Now, look, we all know you, Kevin Hart, the movie star, Jumanji, the mm-hmm. Ride Along movies and mm-hmm. all that. The big deal. The big deal. Well, <laughs> you've, got, you've got some big deals going on on the side. We want to explore the side of you as a businessman. You are doing so much in so many places, mm-hmm. from touring, books, the Laugh Out Loud Network, Heartbeat Production Company, Sirius. Yes. Am I, am I forgetting anything? In this? Uh, yeah. You know, I'm getting a lot of stuff. Um, no, the, the, the brand of Kevin Hart, uh, you know, is, has become a, a large one, you know. So from the Laugh Out Loud Network to now having a Laugh Out Loud channel on Sirius, like you said. Um, also, you know, the Heartbeat Productions and the growth of my company now. Um, having Heartbeat Digital also underneath the Heartbeat Productions umbrella. New Generations Promotion, which is a marketing company that I started. Um, you know, my touring, which acts as a separate entity because I own that as well. It's just I've, uh, I've just put myself in a position to try to control as much as I possibly can. And I want the business side of Kevin Hart to catch up to the actor and the comedian. And I think these are all things that are putting me in a position to do that. And when they do, they all service one another. You know, the goal is to have a complete circle that just continues to go round and round. Now, was this your vision? Uh, and was it the vision from the beginning? Or was it once you got to a certain level of fame, you said, okay, i got to capitalize on this? Um, you know, you, I, I don't think it was uh, an immediate vision of mine. I think it's something that I discovered. You know, when, you, when you're working, you realize that you're a work for hire. You know, you're, you're a contracted uh, entertainer, you know, you work when they need you to work or if something comes along and they feel like you're the right person for it, then you're hired. Uh, you're going to hear a bunch of no's ultimately that gets you to the one yes, but these things weren't consistent. And I said, you know, I want to put myself in a position where I can have consistency 
and the only way to do that is to control. So the the start, the start, the starting conversation behind the production company is one that I had with my team, my manager, and I told him I said, you know, I want to be a partner. I don't I don't want to just keep being a the guy that they're hiring. I would love to put myself in a position to be a partner with these movie studios. How do I position myself as a partner? How do I how do I have that type of value? How can I bring that value? And the conversation of development and creating um, was one that we had. And I said, you know what? Then I can assemble a team that acts as my creative team. And we do things underneath the heartbeat umbrella. And we take these products and we sell them. But we sell them in a way to where studios understand the partnership behind whatever it is that I'm doing. Ultimately, as that grows, production company grows and you know you're doing movies with or without Kevin Hart in them but I have an opportunity just to use my star now to be the driving force behind the movies that I'm selling which is making my my company that much stronger now when we're talking about driving force I want, I want to get real because mm-hmm. I've talked to talent like yourself that have talked about businesses but from what I understand eh, they're not really that involved they got guys who do that yeah from what I hear you are truly involved hands-on Hands on. So where do you find the time? Because you're doing a lot. You're on social media a lot. That's a whole other thing we got to get to. Oh, I, don't, I definitely don't have the time. I don't have time to take a shit. I, I don't, uh, I, um, you know, I, what I've learned is that you, you prioritize, you know, in this, in, this, uh, in this business, you make time for what's important. Um, I don't want to be a guy that has these things and not know what's going on. I don't want people to run my my destiny. I don't want you to come in and do all the work and then tell me that this is X, Y, and Z and I, I go and I wave and it looks like I'm the guy when I'm really not the guy. Um, I, I, I love knowing, I love being informed, I love being aware, I love the fact that you know I, I have these conversations with CEOs and presidents and I'm respected and looked at the same way because I know that I'm truly doing the work. So when it comes to actually having my hands in it, they're in it. You know, I, I'm not just reading the scripts, I'm developing, I'm finding the writers, I'm in the meeting with the writers to get the script to where we want it. I'm talking to the studio about promising X, Y, and Z, justifying why I need this is a budget versus this, telling them why we're choosing side A versus side B. I'm having those conversations because the bigger the bigger that I get, the bigger these conversations get. And the bigger that the conversations get, the easier it is for me to get things done because the trust that goes along with the business and the brand of who I am becomes an immediate trust, you know? And I think within the relationships that I have and partnerships within the studios that I've worked with, from Universal, from Sony to Warner Brothers, they, they now have a trust that Kevin, he does the work, you know, he's, he's going to do the work. He's, he's such a perfectionist that he's not gonna bring anything back half-ass. So let's invest in him. Let's invest in his company. So it sounds like you're kind of in the middle of this journey in terms of the empire that you're building. Mm-hmm. I mean, where does it go next? Are there, or what mountains are you looking to conquer? Areas of content you haven't even gone to yet, maybe? Well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, the goal of being a mogul is a real one. You know, I, I want to be a mogul. I, I want to be a billionaire. I want to get to a point where you look back and you go, damn, this is a, a little dirty kid from Philadelphia that had no idea 
you know, where his life was going to go. And once I got an inklet of what I could do, I made a decision to give it 100%. And you get one life, you know, out there one life. You can make it mean something. You can be content with wherever you are. Or you can be the person that says, I'm going to maximize my time on this earth. And when it's all said and done, I want a story. I want people to tell an amazing story. I want to be able to look back and go, holy shit, look at what I created. Look at the people that are now really, really affected by this creation. You know, mm-hmm. I hire, I got, a, I got 40 people on staff right now. You know, when I look up and I, I'm responsible for people's lives and livelihoods. And that's a, that's a big thing to me. The fact that I know that I'm in position to do that and that these people believe in this vision. These people are giving me 100 percent because they say we're going to follow you, Kev, until the wheels fall off because the passion behind your drive and dream is real. To me, that's the biggest thing in the world. So, you know, when I when I have these meetings with my team, with my staff, I'm not just selling you on today's work. I'm selling you on the future of what we can be. Heartbeat Productions will be a big partner. Heartbeat Productions will do big studio work. Heartbeat Productions will be tomorrow's future company when it comes to development and and producing for for any type of film, from comedy to, to, you know, your dramas. I want to do it all. I can't sit back and watch other people be successful and give me a blueprint and not do it. I just can't. I, I have too many relationships where they let me know how they got there, from Oprah to Tyler to Jay-Z to Ellen. I have too many people in front of me that are doing too many amazing things that say this is how I did it for me not to do it. 38. I got tons of time. By the time I'm 45, you guys are going to be telling a completely different story. It's going to be holy shit. You remember at the variety thing, he said he was going to do it, and I'd be damned if he didn't do it. <laughs> he, he did it. Watch. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. So let's, we've talked about various pieces of the puzzle. I want to get into it. Mm-hmm. Starting with, not to say it's the most important piece, but social media does seem to be almost like the hub that a lot of these different spokes that we're talking about is connected to. That's where your brand is in front of people every single day. You seem to have really embraced that in a way that I think most mainstream celebrities kind of came late to. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, there's a, there's a gift and a curse behind it, you know, and, and that's expected. The, the gift behind social media that I've realized um, a long time ago is it's access, you know, today's star and today's celebrity, um, you're, you're big and you become bigger when your fans feel like they see behind the closed door. You know, there was a, there was a time where there was such a mysterious mystique about, you know, your stars. You only saw them when it was time to see them. You saw them on a billboard and you saw them when they did a talk show to promote whatever they had. Outside of that, you didn't see them. That's when the pictures that were taken by these magazines, that's why they were so, they were celebrated at the highest level. Oh my God, we just saw Cameron Diaz at the coffee shop and she's got a coffee and she's looking at you. And everybody's like, oh my God, look at her doing regular people stuff. Look at this. Uh, You know, it was, those pictures were so, that's what made that business so big. It was who can capture a regular moment of a celebrity. And I think in, in our society, we forgot that these are people. Social media 
has allowed these stars to show that they're people. Hence, when you do that, you're following growth because the authenticity behind the person that we're supporting is real. Yo, he's brushing his teeth on Snapchat. Oh, my God. Did you see the video of Kevin with his kids and they're doing regular stuff? Oh, my God. Look at Kevin playing with his dog. Do you see it? It's it's showing that you're real. And that's why I embrace it. I don't ever want there to be a disconnect. I feel like. You know, these people have invested in me. You've invested in my life. I've grown because you've grown with me. So I do owe my fans a service. I I do. I want you to see. I want you to see the normalcy behind who I am. I want you to see that I'm a grounded, real guy. I love hard. I, I, I am about my family and, you know, good and bad with problems. You put it out there. You let people go through the problems with you because when you relate to it, you understand that we're all human And as one, we all handle problems ultimately different, but the same. Good, bad, negative, positive. You're human. Social media allows you to show that. I like that I can talk to my fans, get an immediate reaction. I don't just want to take. It shouldn't be a take relationship. It should be a give and take. So those moments where I take 10 minutes to do a video just saying I'm so excited about X, Y, and Z. I just want to tell you guys to go out. Put passion behind what you're doing. Have a level of excitement about the way you approach your days. There's people that watch that and go, fuck yeah. I was, I was dragging the day. I, 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 I didn't feel like doing this, but I just saw Kevin do this little thing from the car. He right. There's, you would be surprised at the effect that this has on the generation. It really does, man. Some people need a push. Some people need that motivation. Social media allows me to give it to you real raw and, and ragged. In your face every single day. And, you know, those numbers don't lie. I'm, I'm at like 130 million people total Pay attention on social to media. Numbers. Yes, it's me. It's me on there. Me. Every day. Mm. Me. It's a job. Every day. I wake yeah. up. Good morning. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> every day. I, I, I stay true to it. You know, there's been days where I didn't post and I would go check my timeline, and people think I'm dead. What the fuck? Where, where's Kevin? Has anybody, like, I've honestly checked, and people have, like, a certain, did anybody, is Kevin okay? He hasn't posted anything. Does it, like, you feel, people feel a void. So I make sure that I'm, uh, that I'm on it. I'm very adamant about doing it. And that's just a piece of the puzzle in terms of what you're doing in terms of digital content. Yes. Talk about the Laugh Out Loud network, which, you know, we talked earlier about Heartbeat. You mm-hmm. could just be producing TV and film and making some good money off that. Mm-hmm. What is it about going to digital where monetization could be a little more difficult? Well, it, uh, it, it's very difficult, first and foremost. I mean, look, this is a world where a lot of people have attempted to find success and a lot of people have failed, um, which, is, which makes it even more intriguing for me. You know, How can I do it correctly? I got to see people crash and burn. What mistakes did they make? What did they do? What didn't they do? Um, I wanted to follow a blueprint that was more artist friendly. I said right now when it comes to laughter, there's no one destination that people have to go that's just for comedy, like multicultural, all types of comedy. There's not one hub. I said, I want to create a multicultural platform where we celebrate comedy. We celebrate uh, you know, from from comedians to content creators to your future writers, your future directors, this is a place where we can go and give opportunities to those people that don't get them. Right now, 
to go and shoot for the stars, it's, it's hard. You know, it's very far a few and in between. People are going to walk into HBO and get deals at HBO. You know, there's, there's uh, a limited uh, access to get there. But when you look at the Internet and you look at what drives the Internet, it's content. So you have these people that are making content on a day-to-day basis with their phone, with a little 5D camera. And they cut these videos up themselves and they put it up. But it lives and it goes. I said, what if I go get those people? What if we're artist friendly? What if those people can come here and we service them correctly, give them pieces of ownership within the content, but they can grow? What if Laugh Out Loud becomes a space where we grow with the artists? Almost like Tidal. You know, what Jay-Z did with Tidal, it was pretty amazing because he said, everybody's taken from the artists. I want to give. I want to give something to the artists. Instantly, that made artists say, I want to go over there, man, because they're not trying to do what everyone else is doing. People try to wrap all this talent up and they try to own you. I don't want to do that. What if I'm giving a different opportunity and I make it I make it much more comfortable for these future comedians of tomorrow to come here? But you know what? Some people look at what Jay-Z went through with Tidal and it's not exactly a smooth road for him. Not at all. We're, so when you look at doing digital content, were you at all intimidated about like, how do we get this right? Jay-Z's had his share of trouble. Well, no, you're going to nothing's going to be perfect. I mean, that's what separates the greats from the not great. You know, it's not going to be easy. You're going to get some some cobblestone that you got to go over. It's how you maneuver and how you handle it. You know, you take your punches in the stomach and you learn how to defend after that. Within this, I know this is a crowded space. I know it is. The one thing that I have within my digital platform is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart can stand in front of it and I can say I stand behind it. I can say I'm involved. I'm putting a personal stamp on this business. I'm putting a personal stamp on delivering some of the best comedy that I feel that you can find on the internet. Why can I say that? Because right now I sit as the number one comedy star in the world. So I think that I have a little bit of, I think I have a background where people are going to go. I believe him. I think people are going to say, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to go and I'm going to watch it. But the way that this works is you have to get a partner that believes you. You need somebody to see your vision as clear as you do. John Feltheimer at Lionsgate saw the vision. He said, do you want to do this? I said, I want to run it. Sit 50-50 with me. Let me be a real CEO. Let me approve the budgets. Let me do this. If anything goes and gets crazy, we meet and we discuss it as businessmen. Let me show that I'm more than capable of putting a team together, structuring what I feel a digital network should be and should look like, delivering funny daily, and not only delivering funny, talking about it, engaging, being authentic behind it. And after I get to a certain point where we're happy, and right now we are, I mean, we have over 800,000 active users on our platform. When we do flip the switch and go subscription, you'll see that those users will be happy because we'll go premium with our content. I'm following a, ba- I'm following a brand that's been proven. You know, what is considered premium? What premium works? What doesn't work? What's quality over quantity? What can I do that can be a clear example for what we can deliver? Having those meetings, having those conversations, getting the understanding, I got it. Now I'm doing it. Once I do it and I do it at a high level, you'll see that people will continue to come aboard. And when they do, you'll look up and go, holy shit. We started off as just a small idea. It's now a big brand, a big business. Kevin Hart sits at the head of it. Well, not only do you sit at the head of it, the thing I was amazed by when I looked at Laugh Out Loud Network is you're on a lot of these shows. You are really putting yourself in it. Is there risk there, though, where people come to associate with you and then when they see people who are not you, you've let them down? Well, you have to you have to learn balance. You know, right now you don't see me on TV. 
Uh, I'm not on a TV show. I don't have a TV show. I haven't had one for years. Outside of Real Husbands of Hollywood, when that was on, I, I, I haven't done TV. But what you're able to do on the internet is is do different content, but be real within the content. You know, I keep I keep pushing authenticity. Uh, a talk show with Kevin Hart is an amazing talk show. Cold as balls. I mean, we generate. Describe what cold as balls is, well, by yeah, the way. Just, yeah, I, nobody thought I was talking about my balls, did you? I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, cold as balls is a talk show that was created for me um, and whoever it is that's my guest to do an interview while sitting in a cold tub. Um, <laughs> the the whole interview is us in a cold tub, and I get to. I get to ask questions that nobody else would ask. It's centered around me and athletes. In the show, we did it, and we just wanted to do it to where we did six. We do six, and we got some people that we know people would want to watch, but I wanted to see the response. Um, overall, I mean, they're probably at like 200 million views between the six. We beat television, you know, within our viewership and within the numbers. And what I got to see was there's a want to see me and these other entertainers. There's a want to see Kevin have a conversation. So this is going to act as premium content for us because we've done a test. So now let's go out and we'll roll out the red carpet. Let's throw a real budget behind it. We do 12 now. On those 12, the guests get bigger. But the guests not just get bigger, the conversation gets better. And then I now have a real form of a talk show that's only available on my platform. So the things that people will want to see, I've held out from doing it so I can make it available where I ultimately want you to go. So when you say Kevin doing all these things, is it a risk? Not really, because you can't see me anywhere else. The movie business is separate from what this is. Kevin having fun and putting on makeup and prosthetics and being an old man driving a lift car for a day. You're not going to get bored of that. You're not going to that. You're not going to go. That's too much. It's funny filler content. You're going to go look at Kevin's stupid ass in the car <laughs> talking to these people. It's things that I can do to drive traffic. And once I get you there, you now see that there's so much stuff and you fall in love with the world of Laugh Out Loud that we created. But I have to be the reason you come after you have came and you saw. Now I feel like I've conquered. I need to keep you there. Getting you there is one thing. Keeping you there is another. Kevin Hart, my content just gets you there. The things that you'll see outside of it, that's what's going to keep you there. So I don't, I don't think it's that much of a risk for me. Um, you know, I, I make sure that it's not overdone. I make sure it's done correctly. And the pieces that I do decide to do are all quality. It's interesting here you talk about, you know, where you want to be versus where you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of staying off TV. I just saw you on Instagram this morning with Sirius XM CEO Scott Greenstein. Yeah. You're obviously taking satellite radio seriously. 100%. Why there? Um, why not? You know, it's, it's something else that exists. Uh, something else that I can have my hand in. You know, how do I, how do I service each engine? You know, how, how can I put the pieces to this puzzle together and make that circle go round and round. Is there any dilution risk where you spreading yourself in so many different directions, you exhaust yourself, you exhaust the content, any risk there? No, do it all. I don't understand why people work hard to get comfortable. Do it all. Why not, man? Listen, Howard Stern makes 88 to $90 million a year on the radio. $90 million a year. Howard Stern is in that radio booth for an hour and a half out the day. (laughs) An hour and a half. Howard Stern comes in the booth, 
does his interviews, puts his coat on, grabs a coffee, gets in the elevator, says goodbye. Five days a week. $90 million on the radio. Do you, people do not understand these numbers. I can't look at that and go, I want some of that. I can't, I can't say I have a talent, I have a voice. I also am able to open up so many different doors because of how I maneuver. Some, some entertainers do it, some don't. I, this, I would be a fool to not go and have a serious channel within the conversation that I can have because they have to be different conversations with me at the level I am. So my conversation with Scott is I don't want a show. I want a channel. I want ownership within the channel. If you give me that, you get 100% of me bringing you more people so you ultimately get more subscribers. Within that level of ownership, I'm going to bring the advertisers. I'm going to bring other people here that give you a, a different bang because now you have a Kevin Hart. You have a Kevin Hart Rand channel where Kevin Hart actually has a show. So having that, that makes you look better because now you got big stars coming to Sirius. It makes you look like you're doing things like you're switching it up more. Other stars may come because of me coming here. You having that knowledge and understanding, give me what I want. And I'm going to give you what you want in return, which is success. Now, think about it. If my radio show does grow and does get big, how do I promote my tour? I do it through social media. I can do it on my show. I don't have a budget that I go out and, and spend on X, Y, and Z. I am new generation promotion. I am my marketing. Holy shit. I got a movie coming out. Uh, I can now have a studio go through new generation promotion to buy time on Laugh Out Loud's serious channel. You can run your promo. You can run commercials. Holy shit. Kevin is just taking things and passing it to himself professionally. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a thing that you have when you get it, you get it. For example, I, I went out and I bought stages. Okay. Uh, I, I know that within Laugh Out Loud, I said, we're going to be doing this content. I said, we go out, we always renting from these different studios, you know, Milk Studios, Hollywood Studios, whatever. But the budget within renting this space becomes a large number when you look up. If you go and look at your year, how much are we spending renting X, Y, and Z? That's a lot, Kev. So why not, why not look for stages? So this way we build whatever the sets are. We own them. They're interchangeable. And we can just keep keep things in this environment. Can we find them? We can go look. Found two stages. Let's remodel the stages. And remodeling those stages, I have a budget here on Laugh Out Loud. Laugh Out Loud can do that and pay for it, but then I take the money back from the work that we're doing and give it back to Laugh Out Loud. They recoup. But now all of that talent that I'm finding, go to my stages. Guys, I got stages and everything set up for you to go. I don't have to service other people to do what I'm doing. I'm servicing myself. So in return, this stage is now a real, 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 real positive, positive, positive investment. Because guess what? As Laugh Out Loud grows, the stage continues to grow. Now everybody finds out about the stage. Guess where people want to go and shoot if you're in the valley now? Kevin Hart has a stage right there, guys. Let's see if we can access and use Kevin's stage. Now people end up paying for my stage because you're going to rent it from me. How do you rent it? You got shit to do. You got photo shoots. You got other stuff. You got it all here. Unless you guys want to go drive all the way to Hollywood. If you don't want to, you can go right here in the valley. Man, that makes sense. 
Let's use Kevin Sage. Even Lionsgate now knowing that I have a stage. Lionsgate now will do business at the stage. Hey, guys, we can do this and we can do that. It's now another business. It's now something else, once again, that's feeding the other engines. Everything has to hand it's it has to hand something to something. That's the circle that I'm talking about. When I look at Tyler Perry and I have these conversations with Tyler Perry, I'm blown away by what this man's vision is. Tyler Perry took land and built a stage on the land. And Atlanta is the biggest, the biggest attraction for doing any movies. They got to go to Tyler Perry. If you're a studio, how do you, as the, as the head of a studio, you can only laugh at the fact that you're now shooting on Tyler Perry stages. Medea, he got state. You got to go shoot on his stages. That, that blows me. I'm like, the fact that they did Black Panther on Tyler Perry's stage? You had to rent that shit from Tyler. I, I can only laugh at that level of success. How do I do that? Tyler, tell me what you did. Huh? I want to know how. Why? Why not? How did you do it? As soon as he told me, I'm going to go do it. I would be a fool not to. How do I make real opportunities? How do I put myself in a position to give this younger generation what I didn't have? I got here. Took me 18 years, but I got here. I can make it easier for those that aren't going to have the same opportunities. Which leads, which leads to one last question. I hear you talking about Tyler Perry, Howard Stern. Do, is there any one mogul out there who gave you a piece of advice that is just sort of your true north, the thing that guides you as you build this empire? The biggest piece of advice came from uh, not a mogul, but my mother. Oh. My mother's advice was, you can be great or you cannot be great. Sounds so simple, but so much under that. You can be great or you cannot be great. Well, do you do things to do it half-assed or do you do it to go 100%? This came when I was swimming and I was going to practice every day and I half-assed everything in swimming. Everything. I was, I was fine with being last. I didn't want to do it. And then I got to the swim meets and all these other kids were amazing. Kids getting awards left and right. I'm the kid with no award. I'm sitting there with a goddamn participant ribbon. <laughs> and, and my mom, we were in the car, because we didn't have a car, so we had to carpool. And she, she says to me, you like your ribbon? And I was like, yeah. And I, I look over at Doug, and Doug had trophies. Doug has so many goddamn trophies. And he was my friend, so he tried to make me feel better. He's like, the ribbon is nice. Like, he's just trying to be. <laughs> and my mom just was like, next year, maybe you get another ribbon. And that's when it clicked. I was like, I want trophies. I want the fucking trophies, man. So that mindset from that day on was one that I had. It's, I don't do things to not get the trophy. I want the trophy. The trophy in entertainment is success, it's ownership, it's a brand. These other actors and entertainers are fine and comfortable with being worked for hire. I'm not comfortable with that. I, I'm not comfortable with doing movies when they feel like it's a good idea for me to do. I'm not comfortable knowing that these things are being created and developed 
by people that are hungry, that know that if I do, if I do 20 scripts, I'm going to sell four. You got writers that think like that. I'm, I'm going to write 10. Hopefully I sell one, but they're hungry. How do I find all those hungry people and put them underneath my umbrella? I just hired John Chang. I think John is there. Are you in here, John? Are you here? John is shy, so if he is, he probably, okay, he's over in the back. I just hired John Chang to come over and uh, be my head of development for film and TV right now, Heartbeat Productions. And I had a conversation with John. And I said, dude, I know you can go anywhere you want. I know that. People know what you're capable of. They know the work that you have put in. I want you to come and start over. And here's why. Because I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be by your side. And I'm going to help you get the things that you want to get done. But you will be solely responsible for coming, believing in the vision, and taking heartbeat production from step one to step 100 and whatever. You would be responsible for standing by my side. And I will not let you down. I will invest in you to simply invest in my dream and vision. He said, I'm in. I do the work. I don't need nothing else. What you just told me sold me. I'm sold on your vision. Me and John have been in this office every goddamn day, vetting out our plan to take over Hollywood. And it sounds so crazy. It sounds so crazy. But if you don't have that, if you don't have the mentality of take over, do everything, you're not going to do nothing. I align myself with somebody that had the same vision, that grasped my dream. And I'm telling you people, mark my words, within this year, you're going to see so much activity from Heartbeat Productions. Within two years, Heartbeat Productions will live with or without Kevin Hart. Heartbeat Productions will be producing movies that are being done all over Hollywood, with or without me. Because I got a team of people that understand that that's our goal. Our goal is to not lean on the back of the star to create opportunities for the other stars. We're going to be a hub that people want to come and that they want to deal with because of who stands in front of it now. Mark my words. Laugh Out Loud will be a major force within this digital space. It's been two years. 800,000 users actively on my app. You give me five years, you watch where Laugh Out Loud is. You watch the conversation behind this digital platform. You watch how the multicultural aspect becomes a real one. You watch how I find and discover comedians globally, Indonesia, Asia, Australia, and I bring them on this platform to be celebrated. You watch the reaction that that has, and you watch the growth that we have. Festivals, laugh out loud comedy festivals, simply creating opportunities and using my stardom to make other stars. I don't want to do it by myself. I want to see other people make it too. That's what I'm about. You're not going to lose when people see your heart and understand the real drive behind your business. It's for people. I'm a people person. I'm going to make people win. That's why Kevin Hart wins. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you coming out today. We're really impressed with what you've done so far. Can't wait to see what's next. Thank you. Well, that's all for this week's edition of Strictly Business. Tune in next week when I sit down with Marvel's Mindy Hamilton, Senior VP of Global Partnerships, as she talks about the marketing muscle, 
behind huge films like Black Panther and the upcoming Avengers Infinity War. 